So feeling emotionally overwhelmed can feel horrible, right? Let's just call it what it is. And sometimes just getting like overly worried, overly stressed, you know, regretting stuff that happened to you in the past, worrying about some stuff that might happen in the future, and just feeling like the situation that you have currently is just too much. Either way, like wherever you fall into that spectrum, I know how it is. So no worries. Today, I'm going to give the four top tips I always give in my consultations. I'm going to share them with you. And if you stay to the end, I'm going to give you my number one kind of bonus tip that I use myself personally every day to keep a good mood. And um, it's really, really one of my favorites and it really works. And it can be done in under five minutes. Let's get started. Hello, Sam alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. If you are catching this podcast today, um, just letting you know, because I was saying men and women, men and women, um, today there might be just even seven hours left um, to catch the free um, marriage course before we open it up again next year. So if you haven't caught it and you're on your way out, try to catch it. And if you know a friend who could use it, more than welcome. I will link it below. As soon as you're done listening, definitely go on over and check it out if you haven't already. We talk about everything from self-work to family to how do you figure out if you're um, compatible, if you have what your personality um, type is, and definitely the step-by-step process to get married to the sinner. So yeah, that'll be linked below. But so happy to talk to you guys today about a really important topic that I know a lot of women could make really good use of. And it's just giving you the really top advice that I give all the women who go through emotional overwhelm. I have a very busy life, a very busy schedule. I was on Instagram the other day mentioning that I recently gained a little bit of weight that I'm not used to having because I've been so um, just go, 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 go doing so many things. And you know, when that happens, it's like anything else. If you're like on the road, you're really busy, then all of a sudden you realize, oh, I'm hungry. It's like three o'clock and I haven't eaten or two o'clock and then, and then you just grab for whatever there is type of thing. So, um, you know, everybody has this point where they are out of balance, but what makes a great woman, what makes a woman that is like shining in mindfulness is when she can recognize that and just pull the reins in. And it's hard to do that if you don't have like this system that you do it. So what I'm going to give you today are kind of like my four things that I do, like my four go-to things that I always make sure in order to get myself back on track and make sure that I'm feeling good again, regardless of like whatever happens to me in my life. So we're going to get into that. But before I do, I, I want to usually, um, I usually give a shout out. So today I want to give a shout out to Sister Rabia that she's just been super amazing. She was actually Sister Saeed and Sister um, uh, Rabia. They were our, our next winners for our contest we did. So I just wanted to tell them congratulations again and just uh, say thank you so much. I've been just having such amazing conversations with them. I wanted to just wish them the best and send them loves and, and dua and salams. Um, I'm going to start starting again when I used to do um, getting featured on my podcast. And also, um, if you guys have any questions as I'm going through this or the parenting series, 
definitely, definitely DM me. I love your guys' messages. And inshallah ta'ala, I love to talk to you about things you're going through and give you whatever advice I can or any um, pieces of like tools or, or some like point you towards a blog post or whatever it is that'll help you guys out. All right. So let's get started. Let's talk about how you can feel better when you're overwhelmed. So number one, I'm going to say it, which is kind of stating the obvious but you'd be surprised how this is like almost the number one offender that people do, even though you think it would be obvious to do. Um, keeping a really strong connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Often when women call me up for consultations, because I do them, you know, during the week and stuff like that, at certain times I have a schedule and they book a consultation with me. And then I get deep with them about like whatever's going on with them. I do stuff for like parenting or marriage or whatever, or homeschooling or just organization and, you know, stuff like that. And when I get to when they're overwhelmed, um, the one of the first questions I ask is, how is your connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And you would be surprised how like 90% of people are like, it's horrible. And I'm telling you guys, when we get overwhelmed emotionally, we start to st- we start to stop doing things, right? We stop talking to Allah as much because we're just like, oh, so busy, right? Or we just, uh, you know, astaghfirullah. We we just, um, you know, maybe we don't pray in time because we're like, oh, you know, we've got a lot going on. I don't feel like it. Or people get depressed and they don't feel like it. People actually stop praying sometimes. And it's not a it's not a judgment thing. I'm saying it, but like, Prayer is one of the, the things that mark us as a Muslim. And one of the things in, in Yam al-Qiyamah, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks for his believers, he will look for them, you know, from their salah. They, he can tell, you know, for certain body parts that they have that will be shining from the way that they pray. And subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that the one who doesn't pray, it's going to be hard to find them. And subhanAllah, to take him with us. So, you know, with him. So subhanAllah, um, salah is like the lifeline. Da'a is like the lifeline even if you don't know arabic even if you don't know all the da'a that you're supposed to know don't let shaitan tell you that as an excuse as a reason not to talk just start talking talk to allah he wants to hear you he wants to hear about all your problems and he wants you to ask him for help because he's just dying to just jump in and just make it better so Definitely, definitely number one is keep that strong connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in doing that, you know, sometimes when we're disconnected from Allah, we do things we're not so proud of, right? And so we're supposed to purify our heart regularly. Purifying our heart, and there's a beautiful book called Purification of the Soul. Um, there's so many books if you go out there. I'm sure there's even stuff on YouTube. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll even do a snippet of it. In Ramadan, in Ramadan, I have an entire course where we definitely go into some of that with the women in some of our live sessions. It's so helpful. And so, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna see like that connection with a lot. Sometimes when you don't know like what is wrong with you, if you think about that, how's your connection with a lot right now? Ask yourself that. And think about on a scale of one to ten what you would say. If it is worse than a six, or six or worse, it's 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 in my mind, it's it's really, really an emergency. Okay. So consider that an emergency and just understand that ease comes from a less penalty. So the minute we omit him from our equation of life and every day, that's when you're going to find things get a lot harder. So may Allah help us to get closer to him. Number two, and these are going to get a bit more specific, okay? So number two is to be in tune with yourself on a regular basis. Now that sounds simple enough, but it is actually not because when you're overwhelmed by life and your situation or you're emotionally upset with like a spouse or in-law, I actually did an episode on in-laws and a lot of people keep asking me, they keep asking me 
to do one. And I'm like, wait a minute, I did it. But I think I didn't call it in-laws. And I think I probably should have. If anybody knows which podcast I'm talking about, um, definitely DM me the number that you think it is. Otherwise, I have to go back and weave through it. But I know people want me to specifically do a podcast on in-laws. So I am putting that together. So no worries. That'll be coming up sometime in the next coming weeks. But number two is definitely being in in tune with yourself. Now, the reason that my whole... um, kind of, I don't know what you call it, brand is mindful muslima is like I said, not because I'm like self-proclaiming myself as a mindful muslima. That would be like arrogant and ridiculous. It's because I almost want to start a movement of women being more aware, self-aware, mindful. And when you're mindful, it's very much connected to having taqwa, which is exactly what we want, right? So muraqabah, this mindfulness is really, really important because it has a lot to do with awareness. When you're aware, then you can stop yourself or start yourself when you know that you're you're not doing stuff or you're, you're doing stuff that you shouldn't be doing. So this is really important. So how do I do that personally? Okay. Totally easy. Very easy. You get yourself a planner. I actually have an entire episode on how I plan my day. I have a weekly planner. It's a downloadable and everything. I'll stick it below if you really are interested. A lot of people, it's one of the probably the number one things downloaded from my platform, um, from my uh, website. And I even have, I think, a YouTube video, yeah, showing the actual me physically filling out the planner. And, you know, one of the things I do is, and I'm going to talk to you about it in number three a second, is I check that planner. I check it every single day. So I check it twice a day, actually, in the morning and the evening. So about Sunday, I set out my, just like without getting too into detail, just give you like the overview on Sundays. I look at my week ahead and I say, what do I want to accomplish? Like if I do nothing else this week, what are the three top things that I just got to get out of the way? Like no fail, like got to do it, got to get it done. And so I do those things. And then, um, you know, I take my laundry list of things that I have to do and then I start compartmentalizing them into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like got to do this that day, da, 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 da. So on a Sunday, I've already like foreseen my entire week. And then when I go into, and by the way, guys, I have a also a very detailed podcast on how, if you want to hear a podcast, it's called How to Hold It All Together. And if you're an anchor, it's like a bottle of glue with it. And it's really just my secret weapon of how I weekly plan. You might also catch it there. So yeah, I will try to link these all below. But the point is on Sunday, I have an overview. Then if I wake up Monday, for example, the first thing I will do is check my planner, what I'm doing for the day. I'll go about my day. Sometimes I even check midday. Honestly, I, I have a little check check off the whole day. And then, but if I'm really busy, let's pretend I couldn't, um, then then the worst case scenario, I would check it again at the end of the day before I go to bed and just self-assess like, how am I doing and how is my mood during all of this? Did I make all my salah? My salah is already put in there. But, you know, like I just self-assess every single day. And it honestly, it takes like one minute. It takes one minute at the beginning of the day, one minute at the end of the day, just being honest with myself. I can even rate myself on a scale of one to whatever. Just the fact that I'm aware that I'm not praying well or, you know, not that that's a huge issue for me, but I'm just giving you an example. Like that's a lot of people complain to me or that um, um, I'm not keeping up on, let's say, my facial routine or like whatever it is that's important to me that I put in there. Um, that is really, really something that helps me to stay on track because I'm very aware as opposed to letting days and days and days pass and then I don't actually pay attention and then I fall deeper and deeper in the rabbit hole. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? So anyway, that is how I stay self-aware. I'm constantly doing that. And then I have another way in my secret weapon bonus tip at the end. That's my number one way that I stay aware. So that's like, this is like my 
no fail, like this works, but I have almost like a no fail, no fail way that really works. I have like a double whammy. Every day I'm doing these two main things. One is the planner. And then the the last one I'll tell you with the bonus tip, I'm definitely doing these and it's just keeping me on my toes, totally aware. And the benefit of being totally aware is the fact that you always know exactly, you know, where you are. You don't have to wonder. And it also helps you from not getting too far away from yourself and less dependent with Ada, but um, definitely not living in the past. So mindfulness, I'll just want to say this last part is not living in the past. I put up a post on Instagram the other day, something about like letting go. And and that's the thing is a lot of people, they live in regret, right? Stuff that happened that you can't control. It could have been with your childhood, parent, past relationship. Guys, whatever it is, it's just gone. It's not coming back. Even if you wish it a million times, if you wish it was different, the way it happened, um, it's just it's just not realistic. And it honestly is just a waste of your energy and time. And so letting it go, knowing a less dependent with Ada, put it there for a reason in your life. And instead of asking yourself why, ask yourself what? What can I learn from it? Instead of like, why did this happen to me, right? What can I learn from this situation? It's really, really powerful. I do that all the time. When they, I find myself, things start to get me like upset. Then I think about the what? What was Allah trying to show me? Always there's a lesson, guys. We just don't. Sometimes there's like five lessons in a situation, but we don't like realize them until we really look at it. So yeah, definitely that. But moving on to number three. So number three is something I tell every woman needs to have. Now, if you are a mom, it is a must, absolute 100%. I don't know how you survive daily without one of these. Well, let's just say, let's say that another way. I don't want you to survive. I want you to thrive. And that's honestly, I'm not trying to be cheesy, but there is a whole different life when you are surviving the day with your children and your situation and your house cleaning and whatever versus surviving and thriving. Thriving is like, I'm in a good headspace. I know what I'm doing. My stuff is organized. I'm checking, you know, all my boxes off. The kids are happy. I'm happy. Life is good. That's thriving. We're not talking about some crazy, amazing stuff more than that. If you have more amazing than that, that's great because the average person can't even do that. Okay, the average person can't even just get there. So alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, right? But everybody needs to have solid routines. Morning and evening routines, most definitely. Now, in my bonus suggestion, I'm going to tell you um, actually um, how I incorporate one of the more powerful things to stay mindful within those routines. But yeah, for sure, morning routine and a night routine. So in my morning routine, that's where I have me looking at my journal. In my evening routine, that's when I have myself looking at my journal. Now, also in my morning and evening routines are self-care. If you guys have ever seen my YouTube video, I know it's like super old and not so amazing. It's probably one of the first ones I did, which is my mindful morning routine. Um, or is it miracle, miracle morning routine? Um, actually, it shows me in the morning in my old house, not my new one I have now here, but just doing my stuff where I get ready in the morning. And, you know, it involves self-care, Dua, saying all the guard in the morning to make sure I protect myself. It involves many things. And so in my Quran recitation, it's this priming my brain, priming my mind. And if you look at any of the top executives and CEOs of major companies and you get them into um, an interview and you ask them, what does your day look like? All the big ones have a solid priming. Priming means like getting my mind ready to accept what comes at me no matter what it is. 
I'm mentally in a positive headspace. To me, having a one-year-old, a two-year-old, a three-year-old, teenagers to deal with, how could you not get in a positive headspace? How could you not need that? I think all of us as women, I haven't met a woman that's like, nope, don't need anything. I'm good. (laughs) I've just never met them. Where are they? So, you know, evening routines too. So this is the thing. One of the big things that women do is they just don't take care of themselves Um, because we just give and give all day. I think I just put an Instagram post on that because I just keep hearing that from women. And I just want to remind us that, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he doesn't ask us to extend ourselves more than we have to. You know, by Allah, he wants us to be happy. He's not asking us to suffer. He's not asking us to push it down and trod through. There are times in your life, yeah, where you're going to do that. But if that is your regular experience, no. It might be that you're just not using your time wisely. A lot of times when I do the consultation with women, I have to kind of, I actually have these intake sheets where I have them fill out self-care. And when they they write down how well they're taking care of themselves and have them fill out the chart, they're like, whoa, I'm seriously neglecting myself. That they, Most of them don't realize until they put it on the paper. Another one that I have them do is just plot their time and where they're spending the most time that they have in the day. And they don't realize a lot of the time it's just thrown into one area and completely barren in other areas. So taking kind of a stock, you know, of like what is going on, how you're taking care of yourself and where your time is going is really important. Now, if you have those morning routines and the evening routines, it makes it a solid time every day where you're going to do stuff. So that's when I do my facial regimen or I, you know, whatever. That's where I take care of my hair or my teeth. Like I got that in there every day to make sure I take care of myself. So if you don't already have that, make sure you do that, right? So number four, and by the way, I think you can probably like spy on mine. I think I have a morning routine. I haven't done an evening routine yet. Inshallah, maybe I will. Um, but uh, okay, number four is really important. Um, calming techniques. Yeah. So with this one, what I'm going to say is this. The overwhelm happens because we don't have regular things in place like routine-ish type stuff that we do to make sure that we take care of ourselves. like I said, with self-care. So what happens is if you're neglecting yourself when your relationship with Allah, if you're neglecting your self-care regimen, like not getting my hair done, I'm not feeling good in my skin, I'm not brushing my teeth, I'm not taking the showers I need, I'm not taking um, a break from the kids where I get to read a book or I get to do my own thing or, you know, whatever it is, if you're just like, go, go 100%, maybe you have a crazy work schedule, maybe you're doing college and something else, like whatever it is, you gotta, gotta have these pockets of time in your schedule where you actually pen in, not pencil in, pen in time for yourself. I always do it even as a mom all the time. So what happens is um, that's great. That's helpful. Relationship with the law, keeping mindful of that. Great. You got these regular routines and good. You're checking in with yourself on a regular basis. Good. But the other thing we all need is um, to have a calming technique or many calming techniques. Let me give you this scenario I gave a child the other day. So I had a child that just I kept complaining to me. I was in a setting with a lot of kids. And I think it's interesting because I think adults can actually relate to some of the things the kids go through. So they were like, oh, every time I go and I talk to this other person and they're mentioning another child's name, you know, they just, they do this to me. And I'm like, well, how often do they do that? And they're like, every time. I'm like, okay, so what do you do when they do that? They're like, I do this, which basically was like them almost doing nothing. And they, they would like fall into the same trap every time. And the average person would be like, Why would you do that? Why would you not do something else? But guess what? How many of us do the same thing every day, right? Let's let's give an example for parenting and I'll give another example for non-parenting. For parenting, it's like, 
oh yeah, like who would make the same mistake every day? Well, the majority of us, because we wake up and we imagine that our relationship with our children will be different when we don't do anything different, right? So like, what's that? Is it Einstein that says like, you know, uh, what is that? Chaos or, or madness is like when you think something is going to change when you haven't done anything to do anything about it. I mean, that I'm paraphrasing, it's horrible. But the point is like, if you literally have done nothing to make tomorrow better, why do you think it'll be better? By Allah? Okay, by Allah, maybe. But there's so many things that Allah tells us to take control of. You know, this is not like just throw your hands up in the air and wait for the amana to fall from the sky. That's just nonsense, right? So Allah is going to give us barakah in all that we do, but there isn't part of the effort that we have to make, right? So if every day your kid is like falling on the floor because he doesn't get to have his Cheerios, he doesn't get to have his Cheerios or he wants this or wants that, then like what have you done about it? What have I done about it? That's why I did the parenting. I started the parenting series that were in the middle of now because you just need some tools. So I'm handing you some tools to all the women to say, hey, you know, here's some tools. So next time you're in that situation, you could try to do it better. And it's the same thing if you don't have kids, right? This is my other scenario. I know it's going to sound like a funny one. Let's pretend every time I walk up to the door and I open up the door, somebody punches me in the face. I know it's not like the likeliest of things to happen, but let's pretend I walk up the door the next day and I open the door and somebody punches me in the face. And I walk to the door the next day and I open the door and somebody punches me in the face. The first thing you're going to be is like, why do you keep opening the door? And then the second thing you're going to be like is, okay, well, maybe she needs to open the door because she's got to go somewhere. But then you're going to be like, but why does she not do anything? Does she not know somebody's going to punch her in the face? So my my conversation to you or suggestion to you is when are there times in the day or people that you interact with or scenarios that you put yourself in every day where you know you're going to get punched in the face? Not literally, obviously. Let's pretend about the in-laws. So women are like, oh my gosh, my in-laws. So you know you're going to talk to your mother-in-law that day. And every day, the conversation, you know how it's going to go. So what have you done to prepare for it? What have you done to make it go differently? What is your strategy? Some women are going to be like, there is no strategy. Help me not. I'm just joking. No, there is. There is actually for everything. But inshallah, when that podcast comes, I will give it to you. But for now, what I want to try to make you understand is um, like, that's just crazy, right? So We cannot go every day and get overwhelmed, 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 you know, just pulling it back into what our topic is and not imagine that things, you know, imagine that things are going to get better when we have no tools or techniques. So let me tell you what I do. First of all, a lot of people ask all the time, what can they do to calm down? And a lot of people used to complain to me because they'd be like, when I would go to the sheikh or I would go to my Quran teacher, I would talk to my naqiba and I would ask her like, what can I do? And they'd be like, read Quran, Habibti, or like make da'a. And like, okay, so let me just say something about this. That is actually good. They're actually making amazing suggestions. That is actually not a bad suggestion. But um, I wish somebody would have told me, I feel like I say that so many times in my podcast, I should almost make a t-shirt out of it. I wish somebody would have told me that that could be different for everyone. For example, I know there's certain people who are my friends. I, I would ask them, like, what makes you when you're, like, falling off track get back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or calm down or whatever? And they'd be like, oh, my gosh, remembrance of Yam al-Qiyamah. It does it to me every time. And then our other friend is sitting there, and she's like, no, not me. She's like, I don't want to think about death and the horrors. I want to think about 
like the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and just how beautiful it is. And it will just draw me closer to him. And I will just feel like, well, and I'm just saying like, it is the same situation that they're both talking about getting out of, but one person needs something entirely different than the other. And you know what? That's actually just fine. What I suggest for you to do that I had to do is find your sweet spot. Find exactly what is it that you need that calms you down. I could sit here and give you a laundry list of about 15 things and maybe none of them will work for you or maybe there'll be one that will just blow your mind and change your life. See, the thing is you have to figure it out until you figure it out. Now, I'm here to provide as many free resources as possible. And that's what I come on here. I just come on here and I pour my heart out to you guys. I read a bazillion books. I, you know, went and got multiple degrees. I went and did community work and leading and all that stuff. And all I do is condense them every week for you guys into 15 minutes. And that is not an easy task. But I do it because I know we need those tools. So my suggestion to you is you just figure out which one works for you. And then also to um, not give up and understand that you just haven't found the right one yet. So for me, let me tell you what I found works for me. Okay, you don't have to use mine, but I'm just letting you know. After years of back and forth, I realized what works for me are two things. Um, reading Quran, but it, like consistently every day. I realize if I just read like an eye or two when I'm upset, that's not the same as when I read it every day. So that's why I have it in my morning routine. It actually keeps my overall mood very calm. So that to me, it like soothes me because every day my heart, I'm reciting and my heart is being washed. When you recite Quran, it washes your heart. So that's one. But if I'm in the mid, that's just to keep me like mood regulated all the time. But if I'm actually in the middle of um, getting upset, that alone will not do it for me. I actually need to do something else. So for me, there's two things that I tend to do. One is I tend to start deep breathing. It is incredibly powerful when you slow down your breathing. It slows down any kind of a big emotion that you have, like fear, anger, frustration. You're just like, I don't want to blow on the mic, but you, I breathe in slowly three times and I bro- breathe out slowly five times. And I do that about five times it will almost put you to sleep. And you're like, I was mad a second ago. I want to take a nap now. So that always helps me. And then two, sometimes I just got to get up and leave the situation and come back. When you leave the environment and you get to a different headspace, I've done tons of podcasts on these things, guys. If you scroll back, especially if you're a new listener, if you scroll back, I have a treasure trove. So just like keep going back, going back. Um, We're on episode 140 something right now. So you know there was a lot that happened before. On a day when you're free, just scroll back. You'll find so many of these type of things that I have in there. And I took the whole podcast to talk about it. Here I'm just inserting it. So lastly is the bonus tip, right? This is the one that changes my mood 100% every day. When I talked about mood regulators, the Quran is part of my morning routine. This is also part of my morning routine. These together between, actually these three together between having in my planner and keeping an eye on it, reciting Quran regularly and having this last one together is like triple whammy. Okay. You do not go wrong. I'm sorry. You don't because these are within the sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to recite Quran, to be mindful. And then here I'm talking to you about how to 
um, achieve gratitude. And when you achieve gratitude every morning or the closest you can get to it that day, um, you cannot have two moods at the same time, right? You can't be happy and angry at the same time. You can't be ungrateful and grateful at the same time. And the ultimate thing we're trying to reach when we're reaching for taqwa is actually very much related to gratitude. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pointing out in the Quran, left and right, left and right. Didn't I do this for you? Didn't I do that for you? Which of the favors of your Lord will you deny? You know? And so subhanAllah, the thing I do is journaling. If you guys go back to probably episode, gosh, I don't know, like either the 20s or the 30s, I have one called How to Stop Feeling Horrible. And honestly, it is just one that I describe step by step by step, but I'll just give you the quick lowdown here. It's a four-point journaling. We're not talking bullet journals. We're not talking fancy schmancy. I'm drawing artistic stuff and highlighting ayat. I do um, some stuff with the Quran and stuff like that, but I'm not going to talk about that. Right now, I'm talking about journaling for mood, specifically for mood and mental priming, like I said. So four points. Ready? Here you go. This is it. I'm going to end with this. Number one, the first thing you're going to do is, and I'm going to give you sentence starters. It's so easy. I do this. I've been teaching for years. So <laughs> I realized when you're not quite sure how to get it out, like sentence starters kind of like point you in the right direction. So first one is I feel, I feel dot, 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 right? So this is the fun part. This is where you get to, and by the way, I have a journal just for this. It takes five minutes. If you don't have five minutes for yourself, then you definitely do not involve in self-care. No, seriously, five minutes for yourself, you deserve it, you need it. Number one is, I feel. You're gonna just let it all out. If you didn't sleep the night before, you're gonna say it. If you feel like, oh my gosh, I do not wanna put up with my toddler, you're gonna say it. If your husband, you just like had a, a fight with him the night before and you just like don't even wanna see his face later, just saying, I'm just making stuff up, but you know what happens. You know, you just write it, I feel this, I feel that. Let it all out. The good thing about putting on a paper is once you let it all out, it's really, really hard to not feel better. The second one is, so after you have completely vented, you're going to feel like this heavy burden has left it off. And then we're going to do what we call pivoting to the positive. Now, um, there are some non-Muslim people that when they journal, they do something like that. But I'm going to insert something that is going to make it um, Islamic and allow you to also reach towards the things that the Prophet, peace be upon him, encourages us to do all the time, which is to be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not every day you're just going to wake up and be grateful. So to do that, um, it's going to actually lead you into happiness and it's going to help you to shed all the negative feelings. So what you're going to do is you're going to start writing, I'm grateful for. Number two, you're in your, in your journal and you can pause me at any time, guys, and just write these four sentence starters down. But again, I have an entire podcast on it. I think I actually even have a blog post on it. And I'm even right now making a freebie that you guys can, you can download, keep in your purse or keep on your wall and do it every morning. So no worries. But for now, one, I feel dot, 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 let it all out. You want to do a half a page. You want to do two lines. You want to do two pages, whatever you want. Number two, I'm grateful for. Start just calling off to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm grateful for my kids. I'm grateful for my health. I'm so grateful that yesterday, like, um, you know, I had that big exam and I totally passed it. Like whatever it is, just, just go until you feel like you can't say things anymore. Number three, number three, you're going to say, um, I am. So this is where you're going to start to say the things that you know, you are not. 
But the thing is, and I didn't get into this one because this is not what it's all about. What I want you to understand is that how you think is really powerful. So if you tell yourself every day, like, I'm just not good at math. I'm just not good at math. I'm just not good at math. And then you go to take a math exam, guess how good you're going to do. Your body responds and your brain responds to the way like what you're telling it, it believes it's true. It actually can't tell the difference between fact and fiction. Yes, it's actually ridiculously amazing. What we tell ourselves is powerful. I've said that in a million podcasts. Not going to repeat it too much here. I just wanted to make the mention. So I am. So let's pretend you're super unorganized. You know you are. So you can, this is where you're going to lie to yourself, and it's going to be an okay lie because you are priming your mind to do it. The, when you say you, you are that, the more likely you will do that. It's not a hippie thing. It really works. I'm being honest. So I am organized. I am a wonderful mother. I am an amazing spouse. I am uh, always on time. Like whatever it is that you feel you are not, you're just going to say the opposite literally. And number four, the last one is you are going to actually literally envision yourself being that, doing that, whatever. Do not skip this part. It's the part that helps to make it happen. So let's say you said, I am so organized. You are going to say, I see myself with all my shelves cleared. Everything is stacked neatly on top of each other. Everything is labeled. Or let's pretend you've been like a super angry mess lately. You're going to be like, I'm so calm and happy. I'm smiling. I see myself sitting in a field. I see my children running around me laughing. We're all embracing. I see, I see. I see, I see, I see. So these are the four. I'm just going to run through them as I end now is I feel dot, dot, dot. I'm grateful for dot, dot, dot. I am dot, dot, dot. And lastly, I see dot, dot, dot. These sound ridiculously simple. They're incredibly powerful. So I hope you guys really enjoyed this podcast on how I help myself and so many other women to beat the overwhelm. Now, you have to try to make this your daily habit. So my suggestion to you is this week, going into this week, try to take an intention, or if you can't start this week, do it next week, but don't push it off too long. Try try to make an intention to do any of, if, if hopefully all of the four or five things technically I mentioned, but keeping a strong connection with Allah, staying in tune with yourself, even if you want to keep track of it in a planner, having a solid morning or evening routine, and um, calming techniques, write one for you, write it out on a piece of paper every time, hold it in your pocket, take it out, I'm going to breathe five times, whatever it is, just do it consistently. And lastly, if you want to try to do this journaling, every morning for five minutes. It's part of my morning routine. Okay, guys? If you do nothing else, maybe you want to start with the morning routine and just put this journaling in there and do not overwhelm yourself. It could be five minutes of Quran, five minutes of this. Make it five minutes until you've built up a stronger capacity. Do not make excuses for yourself. Oh, I don't have five minutes. You do. You definitely do. And number two, don't make it so big that you're not going to want to wake up and do it. And three, just make it enjoyable. Enjoy yourself. These are beautiful, beautiful connections. You're going to feel so much better. I can't wait to talk to you guys. Continue to DM me and um, have an amazing rest of the week. I will connect back with you Friday, inshallah ta'ala, to do another um, part of our discipline for toddler series. All right? Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.